Hey guys, this is Cheyenne, and I play Cordelia on Adventures in Questing. So, for this week's episode, we took questions from listeners on social media and did a little Q&A session, which you are about to hear in its uncut, unedited glory. Before you listen, though, I just want to let you know that you can also find this as an actual video, like a real live video of us sitting on the couch answering questions, on our YouTube channel at Adventures in Questing. So, if you would rather watch than listen, which I honestly recommend because we're pretty funny, go check that out. We have the whole next arc recorded already, and we are so excited for you to hear it. We'll be getting back into the game next episode, episode 12. Also, this episode does contain spoilers for pretty much everything we've released so far, so if you're not caught up on the show, go do that before you listen to this one. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions, and we hope you enjoy our Q&A. Yeah, <laughs> Can you feel how much we love each other? Well, we're also, we're cutting now. Yeah, I think we're probably going to cut all that. Yeah, you can cut all that. I think you just start right there. Open it on that. Yeah, and we're going to start on... It's just like... Can you figure (laughs) out? What's going on? Uh, Okay. Um, And and 75% of people will go... They'll love tonight in their heads. Yeah. Oh. That's where I was. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just the underscore of this whole entire mm-hmm. yeah. thing. It's true. It's a little bit like a soft jazz elevator music. This is very good. This is really, really good. So, uh, as you can probably tell, this is a Q&A video. <laughs> what the heck? And slash uh, episode, because we're also going to put this on. The, the Soch. Gestures to oh, microphones. Yeah, put it on the podcast. The on the podcast. So, you know, So, I think let's start. We can go around and introduce ourselves, say who we are, who we play, and then we don't have everybody. Tristan and Jane are coming late, so they'll just jump in when they get here. And we'll mock them mercilessly. Yeah. Okay. I will not Turn. have a part of that. Yeah. I will. And they have to, <laughs> and they have to sit on the floor. <laughs> And we have to so. move all of our beverages when they get here. <laughs> uh. We don't need to do this, Daisy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hear their voice coming from behind a big bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, Allie, do you want to kick us off? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Allie. <laughs> Sorry, no. spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, I'm Allie. <laughs> I'm Allie, um, and I play Winifred Waywalket, Namfoodle, Still Sprocket, also known as Winnie. And, um, I'm a little sick, so I sound a little bit weird, but yeah. also my voice usually is in an octave a lot higher when you hear it anyway. So you should, Can you fine. do this all in Winnie's voice? Yeah, oh. sure. Don't do that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Oh. I love oh. it when... No, no, no. Oh. No. no. I love it when she does it. I don't want Allie to have that voice. It's fine. You know what I, mean? I, I forget a lot, so just so you know, this is my real voice, kind of. Do you want to hear something that made me laugh really, really hard? <laughs> I was going to introduce myself, but yeah, go for it. Well, it's about you. So then you can... <laughs> okay. I, it just made me think about that when you were when you were teasing Allie. Is my brother and his, and his friend came into the house the other day, and they were like, hey, we listened to your podcast for the first time. <laughs> Cool. And I was like, thank you so much. Did you like it? And my brother was very sweet. He was like, yes, I love it. I'm really excited to listen to more. I'm already listening to the second. And his friend, <laughs> his friend went, I love it. I hate Cordelia. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, I don't hate Cordelia. It's just her voice came out of nowhere, and the accent hit me like a, like a ton of bricks. And I was like, what are you talking about? And my brother was like, just British? And he was like, I do just not like British accents. <laughs> <laughs> the truth 
great, but then he was like, I do really, I, he was very weird about it, because he was like, I like the character, I just don't like I, British I accent. I hate that she's British. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Cool. Yeah, well, I'm flattered to have a hater. <laughs> made it. That's how you know you made it big. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm Cheyenne, and I play Cordelia. And very I'm, well. Thank you. Thanks, Max. Um, Allie didn't get a compliment, so hell yeah. I'm trying to backtrack yeah. from that mean thing. <laughs> <laughs> on camera. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm also sick. So, that's why I sound like this. I'm going to probably cough a lot. Um, okay. I'm also, I, I... I'm pretty sick. Yeah, I didn't allow you. You were sick. You're better now. I was, I, but I had like a stomach thing. So oh, okay. Don't um, <laughs> worry about you. Just so you guys know, we're all a little ill. We're all a lot ill. I feel fine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, but oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't right. understand. Uh, um, also, I do the social media. So I received all these questions. Um, of which there were over 50. Good gods, you guys. Insane. Um, Thank you. So we probably won't get to everything, but we'll either do another one of these or answer them, like, on Twitter, on Instagram, or whatever, or just, you know, email you directly with your answers. Uh, Talk about service. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So I'm going to kind of um, moderate this discussion. We've already yeah. been going for so long, we haven't answered a yeah, single question. Yeah, we haven't answered a single question, we got to do it. My name is Max, I'm the DM. <coughs> Done. Hello, <laughs> I'm Michelle, and I'm Sora Tempest. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin, I play Dr. Doxy. And is our sound designer and yeah. editor. I she composes original engineer. music for every episode. Composed our theme song. What a bad All around rock star. She's a legend. Yeah, she's super amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Um, I didn't really like pick an order to do this or anything, so some of them are for individuals, some of them are just for everybody, um, some of them are pretty straightforward, some of them are going to take a lot of thinking. So, this, let's see, let's just start with this one. How long will the campaign be? <laughs> ah. Uh, if no one dies, because, I mean, the campaign could end today yeah. when we play, uh, but it won't, because you guys are good players. Um, I think that's if, if I, like, have, this is actually a thing that I'm usually, we've played how many campaigns now? Like, five? Five. Um, usually I have a really good, like, estimate in my head of, like, how far out the ending is. This specific one, I am purposely not doing that um, because I'm trying to leave it a little bit more open and, and make sure that I can take care of everybody's character arcs and make sure that I can. Uh, I don't want to ever feel like I'm rushing people to uh, find kind of their that kind of satisfying conclusion to their character arc. So I'm purposefully trying to not put a put an end date on it, like put a an expiration or whatever on it. But I I. We'll say this campaign's going to go for a really long time, and we've just started. <laughs> yeah. If, if all the things that I have planned out are going to take up a significant chunk of time, so a long, 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 long time, and it'll be fun the whole time. We'll all be in our 80s. We'll all be 80 years old, when this is done. and then I'll just yeah, TPK y'all, and we'll never play again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, all, sort, <laughs> so, sort of related, um, uh, Jess on Twitter asked, how, we, love, we love you. Uh, how many episodes come from one session of gameplay on average? 
I don't know what this is, <laughs> and I don't know how to kind of create this as, 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 like, I don't know, easily as they did with the last one. So it started with um, me kind of, what was it? Do you remember, like, what, the, you don't know, because I probably didn't tell you until we, like, sat. Or, like, what? Like, what, why I was like, here's what I'm thinking. Um, well, we just sat down and, and chatted a lot about, like, the kind of character yeah, you wanted to play. Yeah, I, I really, my, my last character didn't know who her family was ever, which is so D&D, right? And then <laughs> I decided I really wanted to have, like, a relationship with my family, which is admittedly something that hasn't really, like, been talked about or come out a lot during the podcast, but Winnie has a pretty, uh, I would say, strong but fraught relationship with her family, um, which is just her mom and dad and her sister, um, and she, I just wanted that as an element, and then I also thought it would be fun to play someone really kind of, um, not like shy, but like very smart and loves books. That was kind of important as a, for me, especially as a wizard. I think the initial idea I had is I really wanted her to like want to get into wizard school. And then Max was oh, like, yeah. there's no wizard school. And I was like, <laughs> ah! So then I just decided she wants to um, be just really stoked to learn magic. And she's had a couple of like things happen that she doesn't know, but she's really nervous and kind of scared but this is like what she she wants because she reads so much and she's heard these stories um so I think it just kind of went from there but it really was kind of like okay I guess I need to be like kind of I guess I my goal is to be kind of the opposite of Margot, my last character um in order to kind of have like a new playing experience and learn something new um and I just wanted her to be kind of like cute and shy and a, pro- maybe a little sad a little happy she's She's just, I want her to be adorable, and I think that she's you we yeah. accomplished that. She's you know a little, she's a little cute little bundle of I don't know something. <laughs> no laughs and no, yeah, she's bundle. a great little. No. So so yeah, I think I think that's kind of where it started and how it happened. Sweet. Yeah, it took me forever though. We had a whole plane ride where we just sat. We were yeah. flying back from Seattle and we just chatted about podcasts for like. Yeah, the for ages, and it and it also <laughs> was like picking like Rome. what race I was gonna play literally took like another two weeks. It was yeah. just everything seemed to take forever. But as soon as it came together and I just embraced it, it was like, okay, yeah, this is Winnie and it's great. But it took me a long time. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um. So for Cordelia, um, <laughs> so I I had just read the series, The Lies of Blossomora. That that series, The Gentleman Bastard. Great book. Great you should book. read them. Um, and in the second book called Red Seas Under Red Skies, there's this amazing band of pirates mm. that I just yes. like fell in love with. And so I wanted to have a pirate character like that was that was totally the inspiration for that because mm. they were so cool. And they like had this really cool like code and like pirates are dope. Yeah. And, like any if they're done well in a medium, they're always fucking dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like like they're pirates, so like it's obviously they do bad things, like they steal and shit, but like <laughs> but like they have their own code and like they don't think what they're doing is wrong because they're like sticking to the man or whatever. So I like that. Um, I also like I really wanted to play a character who was not afraid of dying because I have always been like so afraid of my characters dying. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. So. This, I, I was like, I'm going to make a character who is, like, unafraid of death, who thinks that, like, death is just, like, the next step in life or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that really worships, early on. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Worships the god of death. And, um, yeah, and it's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Like, you die, it's fine. I'm 400 years old. Like, I can die whenever. Um, and then, finally, <laughs> I was interested in playing a chaotic neutral character, 
which is usually like the edge lord, like nobody likes a chaotic neutral character. But I was like, what if chaotic neutral just meant like she's down for whatever? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's always in my the, opinion like, the better yes way to play and. chaotic neutral. Is yeah. like, like you don't have a stake in anything, but that but, doesn't like, mean that you have to like be like isolationist. If you don't have a stake in anything, you could just be like, sure, why not? Yeah, which is like why it made sense for her to just like join up with this group because she's like, oh yeah, this is fun, money, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> and then money. Why not? Like yeah. I'm not doing anything else. I might as well go and save a town from a weird <clears throat> hack. Yeah, just a just a fun weekend. Um, and then also this is just a related question. Um, somebody asked. Um, is the sea elf race homebrew or from a book? It's from a book. It's from Mordenkind's uh, Tome of Foes. Yep. So it's from one of the official no. Wizards of the Coast D&D books, one of the more recent ones, Mordenkind's Tome of Foes. Love that they made it super easy to pronounce. <laughs> uh, we didn't come up, we still haven't come up with a, because we don't have that book on hand, like we call Xanathar's Guide. Xanathar. Uh, that one has the sea elf uh, subrace in it which is a really fun race that we talked about earlier. It yeah. also has the Shatter Kai elf oh. sub-race, which is like elves that grew up in the Shadowfell, oh. who are super dupe, super, super, duper, duper dope, and they might, they might pop up in this, uh, in this oh. campaign. Well, I just thought it would be cool to play a sea elf because they can breathe underwater, and I felt like that would be a good pirate. And they can Aquaman. They can Aquaman with fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's, that's Cordelia. Tristan? Who's that? It's either a Tristan or it's a mother... Tristan. 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 In a nice printed shirt. Cute. Hello. Come have a seat Come on the down. floor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He doesn't have to check to see if you, you have to, you have to sit. Uh, no. Caitlin's on the edge of the video. So, yeah. Oh, scooch, no, yeah. Scooch in. Off the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Classic. That's um, very So, we're, we're going around and we're just saying, like, what the inspiration of our character was. Oh, God. Okay. But, also, you, but Jaden's going next. So you, have, so, you have time to Can think I about pee? it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, go pee. Um, we're not cutting that. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna... There are no cut. There's gonna be no cuts in this video. Okay. <laughs> that was Tristan Johnson. He plays Layla. Yeah. I'm Layla. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go for it, Jaden. Um, I think we should kind of go oh, together. Are you gonna yeah. speak in unison? Yeah. Oh god. Speak in unison. In a Fred and No. Not that bit. Not that bit. Not this bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut this well, bit off at the pass. I can honestly say that, that I think where it started, like between us, is that um, during our last campaign, I remember we were like getting near the end, and Max was saying like, start thinking about your next characters, like what you want to do, and like, like I remember at one time you said something like, like if anyone wanted to play. Um, like siblings or like maybe yeah, like you yeah. someone before and I just kind of turned to you and I just like whispered I, do you remember this? And I was just like would you want to play like twins? And yeah. you were like yeah! And then we just started like like rolling with ideas. Yeah, I think also because last campaign was our first campaign with you yeah. um, and our characters kind of had like a weird kind of friendship but kind of like <laughs> hate each other's ship. I don't know. Uh, My yeah. character just hated that. There was, there was yeah. like a weird tension <laughs> yeah. between we everybody. Had, but it was we like, had some good moments, and then yeah. we had some not good moments. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that kind of like sparked like, okay, what if we just like <laughs> really leaned into this side of it? Yeah. Of like the caring for each other's side, and, and I think it really worked out. And in real life, I see you as, like, my sister. And so, Tristan, you, you can push the fun. table if you want to get a little bit more leg room. Uh, I'm, I'm, Jaden and I are long boys. Not a long boy. What? You're, you're a, a medium long boy. boy. Hey. Oh, you're okay. Just because you're an extra long boy doesn't make me not a long oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. How long are you? Uh, okay. I'm 5'11". <laughs> 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 <
That makes me an extra long girl then. You are, yeah, I'm taller than hey. average, yeah. Anyway, Warlock. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and, and so Michelle and I went and sat down at a Starbucks for like a couple hours and we just talked about like, we're just like throwing stuff out like, what is this, what is this, what is this? And we kind of like finally like started to like mold together this like backstory of of her backstory and then like how Raiden um, fit, into it. fit into it. Yeah. And the logical thing was that um, I don't want to spoil too much, but but Warlock fit into yeah that. Warlock really really like the yeah so it fit in and it was really cool it'll come up yeah it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's always interesting to me to hear like whether people wanted to play a class because of a specific mechanic or because of like the role playing because some people are like I want to play a wizard because I want to have a shit ton of spells or I want to play a barbarian so I can go into a rage mm-hmm. and take like half damage yeah. and some people are like. I want to play a cleric because I love the idea of a, like a relationship with a god, and they're not so into the mecha- like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of the reasoning? The only mechanical thing yeah. that I was like, I want that is the swashbuckler like one on one attack because yeah, that is fuck wild. really good. Dope as shit. Yeah. So dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all those things. Um. I guess I'll kind of talk about that mechanic first because I didn't really know what class I was going to be for a while. Like, I knew more about the backstory and, like, our relationship, and that's what I was interested in. And I didn't know about class, because I I wanted whoever I was going to play to be, like, a good fit in the party. And I didn't, um, like, I wanted to try to fill something that we didn't have to try to, like, bring more balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was important. Um, and, like, it, it needed to fit, for backstory reasons that I can't say, into some stuff that we talked about. Um so yeah, that that was like the thing I figured out last. Um, but yeah, I feel like barbarian works, and I think it's cool to hit stuff really hard. <laughs> I'm oh, very thanks. cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. Like, like Allie and Cheyenne were the tanks for our last campaign, and like now I just I I get it so, so much when they roll big. Oh yeah, like I, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Very <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, and I also wanted to do something different from last campaign where my character was super like she was just like really happy to be there just happy to like have friends and not that like Thor is not (laughs) um but uh yeah also kind of like Allie my last character like didn't know a lot about her past and stuff so I wanted to do something different I wanted to like know my backstory and I wanted to yeah I, I was super influenced by I I already said this so it's out there um but I was really influenced by characters like Jessica Jones and like uh, Theo in The Haunting of Hill House and Thor. Surprise. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, so I used that as some inspiration. And I just, um, like one of the things I love about D&D so much is, is like the relationships and like we're all actors, but like, like getting to like play off of each other. And like that's my favorite thing about it. Um, so I was, like, really interested in, like, having a relationship like that already built with someone going in. Um, yeah. 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 All that. Okay. Oh, all of me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, go for it. Cool. Uh, so, Dr. Doxy kind of... Mm. I love this so much. <laughs> I love Doc. Um, I think it was, like, during the week that we were trying to decide characters, we watched... I think Allie, Max, and I, we watched um, Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah, that was the week we watched Raiders. Yeah, we oh. watched Indiana Jones, and then I watched oh, no. Annihilation. First time viewer. <laughs> and... Spooky movie. Yeah, spooky. 
why a lot of Layla. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, my last character in the last, last campaign, his name was Decker, and you might as well have called him Dicker because he was an asshole. <laughs> he was so mean. Dicker! Like, I mean, he was a good person, but he was just like a young, hot headed little dick, and I just. Um, hey, but Decker and the Outside of Riot, he had beef with everybody. He was like, yo, you sneeze wrong? Fuck you, man. I don't like you anymore. Like, it was the worst. Um, and and there's also, he, like, definitely, like, the like I knew a lot about his, like, story and his backstory and, like, and, like, and, like who, who, who he was as a person, which was, like, it was cool. It worked for, it worked for, for, for Decker. Um, and my character before that, I played this little gnome Named, named Cinder Flambe, who knew everything. He was just smart. That was his whole like. That was his whole whole thing. He was just, just, just a smart a smart boy. We and had I, beef. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every time yeah, Shine and I play a game together, we have beef. Every single time. <laughs> we literally we literally almost started a civil war in our first campaign because we oh, had beef. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and we're such good friends. <laughs> but they always are at each other's throats when we play D and D. It's so <laughs> except for this campaign. Yeah. So far, you do. You're always at my throat yeah. too. Yeah. I, I mean, I so far with Layla. <laughs> <just so hard. laughs> what is this? We're still best friends. I like you. Great. <laughs> I offered you my bar, and you didn't take it. I didn't take a bar. Anyway. That's why. You didn't take so, a bar. So with, so with Layla, I really wanted to explore a character. <laughs> um, who just, it's just so nice. Because she just doesn't understand. So she's just like, yeah, I guess people are nice, and that's great. And I'm going to be nice to everybody, including scary things. Um, so precocious. And I also liked the idea of someone that just like doesn't know anything. Like I, th- I thought, I, th- I think it's interesting. Like, like, um, oh, Has the tree bit happened yet? What tree bit? Yeah. Okay. There's the bit about her not knowing what trees are. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is like. She yeah, like, didn't know what differences trees. in trees. Yeah, like, like, just like, like she gets things but doesn't get like things. And I yeah. really like the idea of kind of just like exploring that of what it means to like really like learn about the world as the world the world world is happening because she's only known the world for like eight months. Um, also, I never really played like a all out magic user before. I mean, like 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 Cinder Flambe, he was a druid, but I I used his kid claws. I made him claw more than anything. Um, yeah. Also. My freshman year of college, I had to learn how to do African dialects, and I haven't used them ever since, so I was like, cool, I'll put an African dialect in here and see what happens. And Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to get up and look at the camera and make sure that I can it's do like, that. okay, make sure it's still recording, because I just, like, can't tell. They should put a light on yeah. it. It's still little, recording. A little light. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah, she made a face like it wasn't. But, but it was. It was. <laughs> um, so, this, so this is a question that I think goes, this is more of like a discussion question Ooh. that a couple people asked. I like, um, I like discussing. Okay. I'm kidding. Well, you can leave. Um, <laughs> Bye. I'll so, in 35 minutes. Okay, Timeline. cool. Thank you. So the question, the questions are, like two questions. Um, I know. That one, that one was a big one. It was a yeah. big, one. big one. We'll get some, we'll get some more like rapid fire ones done. Um, but this, this question to talk about is like, um, one, as actors, 
was it almost natural taking on the lives of your D&D characters the first time you played? That's from Muska Hero on Instagram. And then somebody else said um, just how to get in character. So I think kind of this discussion is like how has like acting theater training influenced the game and playing characters in D&D. Well, we all do group warm-ups before we <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 well, oh my god. god. Stand around the circle we are playing. Oh, I hate that so much. We all make sure that we don't do that. We do not do that. I don't know. Like, for, for 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 me and with, and with Layla, I to, to make sure I'm in my, I, I'm in my dialect. I go for uh, there's this there's a scene in Captain America: Civil War where Black Panther says, "Don't worry, Mr. Romana, I'll get him myself." And I always do that to myself a little bit, and then I'll do it higher and higher and higher until I'm in the yeah, dialect. The Layla. Um, a very actor thing. <laughs> and and then I'll just zone out for a bit, and that's how I get into Layla. I just zone out because she just zones out so much, and it's just always yeah. I mean, I feel like it's had a big, like, impact on it as far as, like, how I create a character, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, like, mm-hmm. thinking of it in terms of, like, objectives. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really helpful mm-hmm. um, for role plays, just because then it's not, like, it's never been so much about, like, the class or race that I'm playing, even though that changes a lot of things mechanically. It's more about just, like, who yeah. they are as a character and, like, what do they mm-hmm. want? Like, that that's the overarching yeah. question. What do they want? Yeah, and vice versa, too. Like, I, I, I've noticed that in doing character work for, like, a role or something, it, the similarities between, like, forming a D&D character and forming, like, a character that you're acting is, like, is so similar. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, re- seriously, like, D&D has really, really helped me um, in, like, a creative sense, I think, of, like, figuring out, like, who my character is and what do they want and stuff like that. And, and so it's yeah. really, really cool. Well, and, like, coming up with all this that. stuff that, like, may never even come out yeah, in the game, exactly, exactly. but, like, you still do the work, and it influences, mm-hmm. influences yeah, the character. Yeah, every single thing influences something, just like how maybe something that was said in episode one could influence how the characters react to each other. Like, <laughs> in um, Tooth and Claw, mm-hmm. uh, a past, ca- past campaign that we did, how, like, one little thing happened, and it just, like, built and built and built and built until, like, our characters were fighting in a bedroom, and there was fire everywhere yeah. and stuff, and... Um, we ruined my bedroom. Yep. <laughs> in a different campaign. <laughs> and I'm um, still bitter. <laughs> yeah, and I so I think that's that's really really cool as yeah. an actor. So yeah. like, <laughs> I also think there's something in <clears throat> um, like like as an actor, while it's something I I love doing, there's always like this like stress. It's like all right, I'm I'm going to work when I go to rehearsal. I get up here. And I get to do what do a thing I love with like no stresses and no worries. I'm just like, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm more like whatever. I'm like, there's not someone being like, hey, that choice, bad, you know, like, yeah. which I think is really nice. I mean, they might on that, Twitter. That's, but... Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, I know you guys roast us, but <laughs> that's like an immediate thing too in D and D that's so interesting as an actor is that it's like long form improv, right? Mm-hmm. So like you, we normally are none of us are really improvers. Um, some mm-hmm. of us have like done it, but we're not like improvers at all. And so I think. It's this, like, really freeing thing, but it's also, it's, like, I just remember feeling, like, oh, my God. Like, when you make a choice in D&D, mm-hmm. like, it's your choice, and you have to, you have to make that. it. And I had, in my la- in our last campaign, I, I was playing a paladin with a really dark backstory, and there was a moment where 
I remember, like, I was telling Max, like, I'm so stressed. Do I tell everybody this thing about me? And I, like, wrestled with it for a week about, like, whether it was time to, like, share that with the party. And truly, I didn't make a decision until the party was in danger. And I, and I realized, like, Margo would have let them get hurt. So it always has to come from, like, if, you, if you've, like, thought about it really hard, I think those decisions just come naturally. But you have to be ready to, like, own them even mm -hmm. if they don't. Like, if I hadn't told anybody someone could have gotten seriously hurt. And then it's on you that, like, that was what your character decided, and you have to, like, wrestle with that. So mm -hmm. it's, like, an interesting thing, whereas with theater, you know what's coming, and you you just have to, like, give people what they need and take back what you need. But in this game, it is, like, you just have to truly know what you're doing and who and who, you're, who mm -hmm. your character mm -hmm. is yeah. and feel comfortable knowing, like, I made the choice that they would have, that they made, like, they made that choice yeah. because I made that choice. Yeah. And it's, like, a really interesting, I do think, like, being an actor helps a lot, but I don't think you need to be an actor to be good oh, at no, being no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I do, that, that actually just reminded me of something that I think another thing that is, like, really helpful is just that concept of, like, generosity yeah. in a scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that has been a huge thing to think about. And, like, just knowing that, like, when you're in a scene with someone, like, that you can make a choice like, that is true to your character, but also because you know it will do something good for the story. Like, yeah. you can, like, both of those things can happen at the same time. And you could be like, I'm going to make this choice because I know that that's going to give Michelle, like, a lot to work with. Rather than if I just mm -hmm. shut down, then, like, the scene isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's the difference between, like, playing a, in a D&D party that's so, like, giving versus someone who does it for themselves. There's nothing wrong with, like, feeling like... D&D is like a sense of relief or something like that. But when you're all about your character and all about your character's story and all about what you want to do and this and this and this, then you're not really serving it up to the rest of the players who also want to go through that yeah. thing. And so sometimes yeah. you need to like take a step back and be like, all right, I'll be there for you in this moment because this is... This is <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Uh, because this is your about, moment. I was yeah. about to sing, and then you guys did this. Like, <laughs> we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you I'm think? A like from, like from, a, from a DM perspective. Because uh, you are 400 characters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like what Jaden said, cause it's, and, and what you were saying. Like it's, it's interesting being like, you have to be a level of generosity where you have to go, because there's no script, so you have to go like, okay, this is not me. Mm. It's so tempting yeah. like when, a, when two characters are having a moment to go like, can I like, can I, like, can I hear, hear what they're saying? Or, like, can I get up in this as well? And I think one of the things that that really rules with being an actor is you learn that kind of generosity in a scene where you learn about, like, upstaging and you learn about, mm -hmm. like, like, kind of how the, the rhythm of the show and you go, like, oh, no, this is clearly a scene between these two people and, and I will, won't really contribute anything to it, so I'm just going to enjoy it as a player and watch these two people act. Mm -hmm. um, I... Being a DM is kind of different because it's you're almost like being the the playwright and a scene partner at the exact same time, but you have to be a playwright that's like willing to completely throw everything away based on your scene partner. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and kind of and like playwright that writes around. a play and then sometimes throws the whole play in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but also like you have to be the the kind of thing where um, I think DM like the best DMs. Um, have to be very, very, very flexible because everyone else is going to be coming with such a concrete. I mean, PCs change. That's like the that's the reason that I think the role playing fan 
play the role-playing game is because they want to see their characters go through change and be different people from beginning to end. Um, but they are pretty concrete. Like, Winnie's not going to change. Like, Winnie's not going to be, like, a thundering badass, like, what's yeah. up, it's me, Winifred. <laughs> like, rolling, like, rolling up. Like, she's going to be the same in the kind of vocals and her goals and the way that she moves through the world. And so as a DM, you have to be a really flexible scene partner and go, and, and, and like, playwright and go, okay, how can I facilitate character growth without taking the, the reins from Allie and simultaneously, like, give her good stuff and give her foils, like, and give her characters that resemble her. Um, you have to just kind of be always on your toes a little bit. And it's always hard because you have to, when you're coming up with NPCs, you have to just try to make every single one of them distinct. Um, because there's there's nothing more disheartening, and I, I hope other DMs uh, sympathize with this, when you, like, re like reveal the return of a new, M like, of an NPC, and people are like, wait, who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, are oh so excited, God. and you're just like, it was the guy from... You know, Damn it. you know your favorite. Uh -huh. You know the guy you all like, right? No. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a detail about his uh, red hair, please. So, <laughs> you have to do these like things where it's a very common like improv practice where you have like you have a very small amount of time to really, really distinguish your character in the in, in like in the scene um, because it's not a play; it's improv. You only have a little bit to go. Like I am this guy. This is my voice. This is my stance. This is how I talk. This is like. And you have to do that as a DM all the time, where it's like, oh, they're coming and meeting a bartender. Who knows? This bartender could be their favorite character in the entire game. So I do have to, like, you have to put in the <laughs> you effort. You have to be, like, a whole person. You have to put in the effort for every single NPC, and you have to try to make them distinct and, and individual every single time. And sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah? There was just something interesting um, in, in, in what you were, you were, you were just, just talking about that, that maybe reminded me of a thing that I don't think a lot of people... That I, I I know we haven't really got gotten too much too much into it. It was brought up in this. I'm taking this class right now. It's all about D and D. Um, what? Are you yeah. taking D and D class? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like May term? It's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. But like, like we never talk about like, unless it's like You're like like I, 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 I just think like this person has 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 like a peg leg. We don't really we rarely speak about like how a character walks and carries himself like we're just like oh yeah i walked there but it's never like like what is like they're like do they drag the left you know like stuff like yeah. that like, like i feel like that that'd be an interesting like this is kind of off topic but like interesting like detail thing to like yeah add to like i think that would, would make characters more like vivid i don't know yeah yeah and in acting too like yeah every little thing that you add makes your character so much more specific and different from yourself too as an actor yeah I was just going to say, I think no. Dr. Doxy crawls on all fours. <laughs> 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 like a dragon? <laughs> oh, why not? My dog is doing his nervous barks, so oh. I'm going to go check on it. Okay. Should we keep going? Yeah. yeah. I, can I, like, say one more thing? If you're, like, watching this and you're not an actor and being, like, really vulnerable in a scene or being really, like... Like, I feel like in the world right now, it's kind of this thing where people put down people who are really passionate and excited and, like, geek uh, out on uh, things. Come on. And I don't think... I think that the D&D &D community is one of the communities that kind of skates around that and really embraces being, obviously, like, hugely nerdy and passionate about things. Yeah. But if you're, like, someone who's playing and it makes you really nervous at the table to, like, really just dig into role play and really, like, dig into those scenes where maybe you're getting a little vulnerable or you're... Like, I, I like, had moments where I was literally crying in our last campaign... And I think if you, I'm not saying that's necessary, I'm, it just happened, I didn't expect it to be honest, but like I think that that's, if you just allow yourself to like get 
there and like be there and be open and vulnerable and and like mm-hmm. truly reacting to the to the situation and as your character I think it's magic and I think that just don't be scared and allow it to happen and it's a beautiful thing and and it makes the game better for everybody. So if maybe people at your table aren't quite as like ready to do that, that's okay, but maybe you can like serve as an example of like someone who just really digs in and gets into it. Even if it's like even if it's not sadness, like even if it's just being like a really great moment and you're there and you don't have to have a voice and you don't have to just start where you can and like mm-hmm. push yourself because of the rewards for like really digging in I think are are many yeah. for the entire party. Yeah. Yeah. And also creating a place that's safe to do that too where yeah. where every single person at your table is there and willing yeah. you to 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 be yeah. there for everyone, you know, like every single person at the table is there for you. And, and I think creating yeah. that space... Because it is, it's, like, so vulnerable. Yeah, it yeah. is, it really is. It's and like, and having... I think it's more vulnerable in many ways than, like, acting in a play, because yeah. when you're in a play, like, the the character is, like, separated from yeah, you in a way you. that it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. in D&D. Cause, like, D&D is a lot more personal, It's so sure. personal. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I think, like, creating that space that's safe for everyone... I don't want to say safe space because that kind of has like a weird connotation nowadays. No, I think you're right though. But yeah, but like making sure that everyone feels supported in going there. Because it is a beautiful thing and it's really okay to do that. It really is. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing. So I have some like rapid fire questions now that are like specific to individuals. Yeah. Um, I apologize for my dog. He's sitting in his kennel and he doesn't like being in his kennel, but he's not allowed to be down in the basement. (laughs) Um, And so he's going to be making some... But you heard he's him guest star in episode nine, so you know he's, him. He's totally fine. <laughs> if anyone asks me about my dog ownership <laughs> skills, he is fine. He is just... His name is Wiley, and he's always smiley. He's a whiny... No. He's just... He's being whiny. He's we, okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I did. I tweeted. He's a good boy, but sometimes he can just whine. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just going to hit everybody with some questions. Uh, Dr. Doxy. Um, does she take neat notes, or is she, like, secretly scribbling in great detail? Oh, she's scribbling hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she's not, like, I think she, um, because, like, Dragonborn's, um, like, the scratches that, because everything, all of her notes is in Draconic. Mm. I don't know if I've ever said that. Oh, that answers the next question, actually, because <laughs> oh, cool. it says, does she code her journal in a way that others can't read it? So none of us could read oh, yeah. her journal. Yeah. I don't think weird. I've never thought about that. Yeah. But like yeah, she she draw she writes in draconic, yeah. um just because that's like her first language and that's like what she knows. And <laughs> so I think it's like it probably looks better than um some of the wall drawings that uh, <laughs> was in the cave. Her handwriting is not as bad as the I think she has incredible yeah. calligraphy skills. Yes. Uh, yes. I think ooh. like it's it's neat in Doxy's fashion, but it's definitely not like... Like if somebody that doesn't speak Draconic yeah. looks at it, they're like, like, what the hell what is that? Chicken walks all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think like, it's scientist notes, it's not like she's writing a report or anything. Um, and I think like if she was to write something for somebody else, like her superiors or stuff like that, um, she would definitely make it look nice, but... Other than that, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Thora and Raiden. Um, can Thora drink Raiden under the table like I feel she can? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the older twin? 
Oh, who is the I, older twin? Is it me? I thought it was you. I, th- I think it's me, and I think we specified by like two minutes and something. Uh, I think yeah. it was me, barely. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes and 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think I think out in there. That's so sweet. So, um, is Jaden coming back soon? I miss Raiden. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so nice. I'm back. Huh? Get it? I'm back. That's a bad, bad joke. Bad joke. That's a bad joke. That is worse than my smiling yeah, joke. So he Especially you get listening Forgive me because of he that. He just turned around and showed his back, back to the camera. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn so. it. He's not, he's um, not back in the... I'm not back until season two. Yeah. But, oh, and well, so episode so, 10 has come out at the yeah, this time. So he will be back he'll next be in episode. He'll be in episode 12. Yeah. He'll be in episode 11. Or 12. 12. Because this is 11. Is this episode 11 or this is going to come out so after the, the fall of Landlock. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the, the Landlock thing, you know, they, will have, they will have heard it and they will yeah. have listened to this it. This is the uh, next episode. Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, and, and Jaden wasn't there for that fight. Uh, so uh, that's why people are like, where's, where's Raiden? Oh, yeah, I remember because there was that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We can talk about it now because... Wait, so the they've seen out, it? Right. They, they will have well, they it better out. Yeah. <laughs> Watch what is episode thing? 10 before you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we should put it in front of this. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Um, Winnie. Yeah, if you plan on using Winnie's full name to intimidate someone eventually, because that's what oh. Yes. You know, I guess there might be a situation where that's appropriate. She's, I think it would be very intimidating if you used it on the right people. Yeah. Um, it's you, you say it again? Winifred Waywalk at Nansoodle Silk Rocket. Already scared. Yeah, <laughs> already so scary. So yeah, I don't know. It might come up. Her name's pretty. Her name's pretty powerful, depending on uh, who she's talking to. Yeah. Um, what kind of magic does when you prefer to study? Um, gosh, we haven't played in so long. I don't remember. Is that a conjuration? I yeah, I make things. Yeah, conjuration magic, which I love. Cause I know that's like a tinkerer, so she's kind that's of exactly physically that makes things. That was that's Allie's that's very good reasoning behind Whoa. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her her yeah her she comes from like a you know a, her her family is also a bunch of creators technically, so she really wanted to like be able to create, but like do it in a magical way. So, so yeah, cool. I should have known that off the top of my head, but we haven't played in a long time, you guys. I'm sorry. It's like two months. Yeah, yeah, the time we're recording this, it has been like a month. Two, is it two full two full months, two months since the last time we, we played? We haven't played since the podcast came out. Seriously? No, we haven't. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So like nine weeks. Yep. Fuck. Oh my That's God. a long God, I've missed it so much. I know. Okay. Nine weeks, really? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What yeah. is when? That's when? Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of shows. shows it was it was St. Patrick's Day. That was the last game we played. Um, okay. Uh, Layla. Is the necklace Layla wears a picture locket or just a pendant? Um, it opens. She can't open it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can't talk so. too much about the locket. Hmm. But Wait. it's a locket. Tristan also knows nothing about the locket. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that she had a locket. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's her. Um, it's, it's her arcane focus. Yeah, so when she casts magic, it's low. Oh yeah, could you? This is yeah. a question that came from multiple people. Um, one said, "Can Layla stop nearly killing herself and giving me heart attacks?" Uh, someone <laughs> yeah, else said, "Does she too. have any yeah. sense of self-preservation?" Absolutely not. So what is not. up with her? What is up with Layla and like danger? Does she I'll not realize she can die? I, yeah, I don't think she realizes she can die. I don't think she realizes that danger is danger. I think she's just like, ah, it's kind of far down. Whatever. And she's like, what? And it's all worked out so far. Yeah, no, no, nothing bad has happened. Well, 
Yeah, she, true. She's been knocked unconscious, but then she woke up. To be and, fair, with the tree, though, you woke up and said, like, did I kill it? And Raiden was like, yep, you did. Yeah, so, so, and so far, she's like 10 for 10 on Risky Bands. Like, so. she just died. <laughs> she didn't yeah, die. No, I also, Raiden tries so hard to stop you from and dying. And she fucking hates it. <laughs> I, I love Layla's idea. It's kind of similar to Cordelia, where it's, but it's, like a, it's a different type of viewpoint where it's just like, well, I haven't died so far. Right. Yeah. Clearly, so, it's been working. So this, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm. These actions have not led to my immediate death. I also so well. don't think she understands what that is. Yeah. Maybe we should have that talk. Oh boy. I don't she know. Brutal, she she brutally she like blasted a hole in the head of that hag without batting an eye. So yeah. she's she's clearly not. Well, maybe she's super super come to terms with what. Yeah. Death is. Um, how do you spell her last name? Z A Z A. Lelapo Zaza. Um, these are questions for me. Do you want me to read it to you? Sure. <laughs> Cheyenne. What is happening? I love Cora. Are you coming back to the new character? Or is Cora going to come back? She's going to come back. I, I can say that. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. So I live like three hours away, so I'm like just not here all the time. So I come and go. I'm busy getting an education. I know, I'm getting an education. Cordelia is going to come and go. Yeah. Uh, we, if it, for anyone who watches Critical Role, we have our own kind of Ashley Johnson in, in Cheyenne, so we have a character, Cordelia will, will pop in and out, um, whenever she can. Yeah. So yeah, she will be back and it will be, be If great. it works, if you, just and, we'll, and Cheyenne and I usually will spend, like, just, so, like, a whole text chain just figuring out how to justify Cordelia coming back. Yeah. So we'll, she'll be back. No, yeah. no worries. Yeah, that was like that was our last campaign too. My character actually had like a magical portal that I would like get like taken away by Paylor every time I had to leave, and then like brought back to the group. It was it worked. Yeah. It was and, very uh, end game. We'd all of a sudden see. Oh wait, that's kind. Of, well, I don't care. It's been out for a while. The spoiler bands been lifted. You haven't like, seen it. You don't care. See this, like, yeah, like the golden portal like, form in the sky, and, and then I'm like, evil, everyone. Uh, I will say. Uh, because uh, people might ask, um, to clarify, we are we are doing that for Cordelia and not other people who are absent uh, at times of recording. Because they all live here. And they yeah, can... so sometimes uh, <laughs> when Jaden is gone, or I think Allie was gone for like half of a session at one yeah. point, if someone else is gone, um, just... but they're going to be back either in the next session or later in the session, we just do what I have just called ghosting them, which is essentially that they are there, they are present, they are hearing all the information that everyone else is hearing, but they don't take part in any role play and they don't take part in any combat because I don't want to be the one making character decisions for anybody and I also don't want to be the guy killing them when they're not, when they're there, not around, yeah. which is why Raiden was not present in the battle during Landlock. Uh, um, for better, for worse, honestly, it was, he would have been, been a very, little, helpful. very helpful in that fight. But that's just kind of the way that things stand died. out. I didn't want to uh, have to text Raiden or Jaden and say, hey, sorry, while you were away, your character got super murked. We need to make a new, <laughs> we need to make a new character for you. Oh, sorry oh, about that. Yeah, that'd be real sad. I would have been like, what? Yeah. Okay, one more for Cheyenne. What does Cora consider a short story if her long story is, quote, was on a boat, got captured, been in jail a long time, escaped, quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, the short story would be like, uh, I had a rough 20 years. <laughs> Fair. Just, I'm a pirate. Done. Yeah. Done. Um, uh, <laughs> another one for Jaden. How long would you say it takes Raiden to put on his great thigh-high boots every night? <laughs> I think about that all the time when I do that art. It's like, those are, 
Those seem so hard to get into. Do they have um, zippers up the back? Or? Uh, uh, it's, it's Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would it's it be Velcro? Velcro? Oh, no, I feel like um, that would come undone. Also, like, water gets in there. Yeah, also, Canon. yeah. The yeah. Velcro. God, that's very good. No, oh. uh, probably a long time. He probably spends a lot of his morning getting ready. Nice. Uh, he has to make sure his hair is yeah, on. Yeah, he looks like the kind of guy who would spend a little bit of time in the mirror. Yeah, he, he for sure wears makeup. Um... Uh, well, he looks great. Yeah, he looks great. So it works. Especially yeah. by um, So I think it takes a while, but it's not the longest time that it's he It's not the longest part of his, yeah, like, routine. Okay. Of routine. Um, Max, if, can we peek behind the curtain, Darian? Briefly. Oh, yeah. Um, peek behind the DM screen, if you will. Peek behind my screen. Oh. Uh, oh. Peek my screen! Peek, peek my screen! <laughs> um, if, if the group had taken a longer time coming home... Um, would you have had them come home for the destruction, or were you like, were you planning on holding off the attack basically until we were there? I wrestled with this for fucking weeks. Um, I, because I do like the idea, and I think DMs differ on this, I do like the idea that the world goes by mm-hmm. as you are, right? Like, because there's something that always feels a little disingenuous in, like, video games. This happens a lot, right? Where, like, mm-hmm. a big event isn't going to happen until you go to the yeah. place and talk to that NPC and trigger that mission. Right. Where, it, like, it feel, it's, it's great, but you do definitely feel like... It, it's a, it happens with open-world games all the time. Where you're like, I've been running you're around like, this desert for 17 for days. And now, when I've showed up, the raider, the bandits attack! Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I did... I, I really wanted people to see... That one guy, the the angelic uh, guy. Ah, uh, I guess um, he's important. I have an angelic. But right. I was literally, I was, I was tossing it around in my head uh, because I did have a, a version where they arrived and found Landlock in shambles and found people like picking up. Like picking up I mean, the pieces, way, but, but. like picking up the pieces, and then having uh. an encounter, a more a more uh, stealth-like encounter, where they were maybe moving through the city and trying to figure out a way to like get through the city and get out and, and find like a way through, or like to go to the boathouse and check on Raph, which I, I feel like would be a very in-character decision for a lot of the, the players to say like, oh shit, let's see if Raph is okay. Like this kind of stealth-like encounter where they were basically moving through the city, and I would narrate the actions of that. Aim- Angel being, um, whose name I'm not going to say, um, and 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 all of his all of his people, kind of and how they're moving through the world, like how they're moving through the city and how they were quite brutally uh, cleaning it out. Uh, and I am very happy with the way that it turned out because I think it was uh, a very uh, pull the rug out from under your feet. Oh shit, we're in a fight now. Yeah, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if happy is yeah, the word. I fell down. It, it's that kind of weird thing where, as like as a DM, like I'm very happy with the way it turned out. It was really harsh and really, really brutal, and yeah. it's really, it's really hard to balance a fight where you kind of want to kick your players' asses, but they're not level, they're not even level three yet, so you don't want to like TPK them, but you do want to like. We have this thing that we joke about a lot, where our party is very hard at getting the hint of oh, we should go. Mm-hmm. Like we our, always want to stay and fight. Yeah, yeah, the party always wants to stay and fight because for for whatever reason. And so I always am like, if I try to build an encounter like that, I have to really like find ways to hammer home like 
This you is cannot bad. Win this. You need to leave. Literally to the point where I just had Raph go, leave. <laughs> you need to go. Yeah, because yeah, uh, people took big hits. People were taking were big hits. Yeah. People were dying. Thora yeah. was literally killed. Yeah, yeah people like, literally. were literally dragging people. Drag Layla out of there. Oh Conscious, so standing dreadful. up, dragging that person. Yeah, and and so in that regard, I had a I had a legitimate fear, and I, it was a very small fear that my my players who are very brave and heroic were all going to be killed because they weren't we going to abandon Raph. Yeah, Raph's red. I had a very real fear that Raph was going to say, leave, and my and you lovely, lovely heroes were going to be like, we're not leaving. And then you all, without a doubt, would have died, and it would have gone real, real bad. Um, I don't know how to make new characters. <laughs> so that's a long way of saying... Uh, I, I was pretty I was pretty keen on the idea of having them see the angel, but I had a different encounter in mind in case they stayed around in that town that didn't really want them to stick around. <laughs> it all kind of timed out really, really well. And I usually will go, I usually will kind of try to get a vague idea of where you guys are going next. Like I'll like when we end a session, I'll go like, hey, what are we thinking for next time? So I can do a little bit of prep. Usually that kind of goes off the rails because sometimes we'll, we'll start the session. You guys will go, I actually forgot about this. Can we do this instead? But. It was a brutal. That was a that was a brutal encounter, but it was really fun yeah. to plan. Might come back later. Yeah. And then the other question for you, uh, Max. Yeah. How do you do it? Do you have any? Okay. Do you have any tips for new DMs about how you paint such good word pictures, and how do you go about creating a new world for your friends to play in? Also, some other people ask things like, "What are like inspirations when you're like coming up with plots and stuff?" So, whatever you want to say about that. Okay. He's a huge nerd. I'm a big yeah, old just a nerd. Big, he knows too much. Nerd. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, I'm a big, 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 big nerd. I read a lot of comic books. Uh, inspirations. The biggest inspiration, uh, strangely, is uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, I don't think that's strange. Uh, well, it's just kind of because I do think at, at its core, D and D is a superhero <laughs> game wrapped up in a fantasy again, <coughs> um, where you become a very good specific superhero with a very specific set of skills. Um, and then also, yeah. Lord of the Rings is a huge influence specifically for this world because uh, if anyone's read The Silmarillion, which I'm currently reading right now, uh, that that world is old as fuck. And I wanted to make an old world this time around with like secrets and mysteries because all the worlds that I've made before have been quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to make a world that was like thousands of years old. Um, for new DMs, I mean, don't do that if you're a new DM. Yeah. I, I, if you're a new DM and you're worried about like creating a world, first off, if you're a new DM, brand new, and you're doing a homebrew world, you are so brave and so dope, and, and you should not doubt yourself because that's a super cool thing because I think it's It's hard. Um, if you're doing a new, if you're a new DM and you want to make your own world, start with a town. Get a little town that's maybe got 20 people living in it, max, among. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like, and then flip through the monster manual, read up on like challenge rating. Um, challenge rating is helpful if you have like a party of four, if you, there's actually a really great table on, in the book, Xanathar's Guide to Everything about encounter building. And there's a whole section that basically says, like, how many players do you have? And it has it up to six. And then it says, what level are they? And then it says, like, what challenge rating of monster is the best for that group for, like, a medium encounter. And then it says, like, if you want it to be more challenging, bump up the number by two. Or if you want it to be easy, like, bump it down by one. Uh, It's super, super helpful. I'm sure you can find it online. Um, 
like, make a little town, pick a monster that you just think is dope, make a bunch of little minions for it, and just start there, and then, honestly, in my opinion, if anyone wants an, uh, an example of how to make a good world based on improv and starting small, listen to uh, Not Another D&D Podcast, because they basically just build their world via improv, where someone will say, like, hey, I'm from this location, and this is a funny thing that happens in that world, and the, you hear the DM take it, and once they eventually get there, he has made it canon, and he has folded it into the world. Like, start small, and then build out from there. Um, and also, don't compare yourself to seasoned DMs. Yeah. Start where you're starting. Don't yeah. be like, oh, yeah. Matt Mercer... That's that's the thing. I love Matt Mercer because he is constantly saying, like, there is not a one way to do this. There is not a one way to play D&D. There is not a one way to DM. Figure out what your players love. Figure out what you love. And then build from there. Players just like playing. Like, and if you are proud of the, the things that you are doing, it will it will transfer over to them and they will they will get invested and they will have a good time within it. And just... There's nothing wrong I like with going, I love comic books, so I'm going to make all of these characters based on people from comics that I love. I had a character named Buck two campaigns ago who was a cowboy, like, and he had like an airship, like he was the captain of an airship. If anyone's read The Golden Compass, that's just Lee Scoresby <laughs> from The Golden Compass, and I gave him a different name. Uh, like there, And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you love something and you want to put it in your campaign, just fucking do it. Yeah, I actually find it, like, I think it's really fun to, like, connect things to mm-hmm. oh, yeah. things that yeah. we, like, know Everything's about. Like, when things pop up and we're like, oh my gosh, this is like it, da-da-da. Like, not that we think that we you're, like, copying from it, but just that it, oh, like, it's a, it's a mental yeah. connection. It helps us connect. How works. D&D is just... Like, the, you go back and look at the original D&D, it's just Tolkien. Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah. they yeah. literally, halflings were called hobbits until Tolkien, like, the Tolkien estate reached out and was like, you can't do that. And they changed, <laughs> and they changed yeah. halflings, yeah. like, uh, hobbits to halflings. Like, it's all inspired yeah. by something. Take no shame in being inspired and, and putting stuff in your, in your world. Yeah. Uh, another good thing um, to help with world building is there's a book called Dangerous Games, with the mortal panic over role-playing games say about play, religion, and imagined worlds by Joseph Way Cock. Joseph Laycock. But anyways, it's a really good book. Um, I'm, I'm reading it in this class, and it, and it, it touches on, on a lot. Basically, everything you just said, it touches on. I would so, like you to send me the title. I'm really, yeah. I'm really like flattered that people think that I have like a bunch of secrets and stuff. I'm literally, and you could probably ask any DM Tristan's DM before. You're just flying by the seat of your pants the whole time, and it, that's why it's fun. You can do as much prep as you want. Your players will. Crumple up that that prep and throw it out the window, <laughs> and you just have to fly by the seat of your pants, and it's great. And like Max has run five. Ca- this is what fifth? Yeah. This six? is my. This is six. number six. So like ah. you know he's got some practice. So if you're starting at the beginning, and, and you're, you'll always, get there. And you're always going to be doing something new, as well. Like this is the first campaign I'm doing that's quite open ended. In like, every other campaign I've done has been a very concise story. Like this is the beginning, middle, and end. This is the first one where I'm like, I know what I want to do with the end. And I'm already, like, seeding things for it. Like, I know the, the big bad, and I know all these things. But, like, it's not... <laughs> I, I am... I am... I am leaving it way more open than than, than previous games. And it's oh, it's fun. You just gotta try and... And if you want to know how to paint good word pictures, read a lot of fantasy. That's yeah. what Max does, too. Unless yeah. that's not... I mean, yeah. he's also just a writer, I guess. You're probably yeah. good at that. But. No, you just read fantasy. It's, it's that same thing of, like, figure out what... Like, I know that you guys like it when I describe an NPC doing something dope. Mm-hmm. 
So we do. As all we get, we get so hyped. Like <laughs> if, if, if I if right. I stop in the middle of the game and give you guys a cutscene for like thirty seconds of a player, like of an NPC doing something dope, I know you all will be intrigued and into it. And it's just something. It's just about knowing your players. So. Hello. Sorry, I don't know what you said. Oh, sorry. I was thinking that all certain NPCs in this campaign. I don't know if we're there yet, so that's why I started whispering. But. Like did something dope and Max is like waiting for us to react and we did it. But I think to be fair, but to be fair, I think it's because we're so used to the NPCs doing like dope shit that we oh. didn't register quite how dope, like yeah, just yeah. how dope it was. And so, but it was funny. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that we should okay. cut that. That's okay. Um, I I didn't hear you, so I don't think the microphone did. Great. Um, also, so I don't I, think Shy was there when they. I wasn't there, there, but I you told oh. me what happened. Was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I was too soft okay. on that sheet. I didn't like it. Couple more questions because we're we're almost at like an hour or maybe I'm over an hour now. It's twelve thirty, and I can't remember when we started. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, what um what <laughs> Hogwarts house would your character be in? Ravenclaw. Uh, Slytherin. What house would he be? In? I also am a Ravenclaw alley in real life. Oh, what house? Yeah. I am a Ravenclaw, but Cordelia is a Slytherin. Um. Uh, uh, I haven't thought about this. Uh, Jaden is a Gryffindor. Um, I don't know. What do you? What were you? Saying? Slytherin. Yeah, I was Slytherin too. Raiden's a Slytherin. Yeah. I don't think Thora is. I, but I, I think. Uh, I don't know, guys. I think Raiden's pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah. Tristan's a Gryffindor. Well, hey. I don't know. I don't think Thora is. I think Layla's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I think Layla's a Hufflepuff. Totally. She's a finder. She likes finding shiny things. She likes finding things. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm a Gryffindor. Tell me what you think. Then you go with the like, Harry Potter musical like, version of a Hufflepuff. I like Gryffindor. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, okay. she's, she's very curious. Mm, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. As someone who knows you, so. I don't know. You could also have like a combo. Like, that's the hip thing now. I think she has Slytherin tendencies. Yeah. Slytherdor, maybe. Slytherdor. What's dog name? Um, Doxy's like a Ravenclaw, but then also Hufflepuff. Hmm. Like, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you guys... I would say straight Ravenclaw. I was going to say straight Ravenclaw. I think it's, I think what, yeah, you know better than I do. Well, she's things. She's okay. Four. Yeah. This is a non-canonical. This is a non-canonical character of Hufflepuff. It's from a Harry Potter musical. Yeah. That they, it's like all about like Hufflepuffs are particularly good. But it could be. That's pretty Gryffindor. I think she could be a Hufflepuff. Okay. I don't think she, she's very very curious, but is not afraid to just like you know, jump off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and Pim Pim Sunny is not here, but Pim is a straight Hufflepuff. Yes. Oh yeah. Sweet Pim. Oh. Yep. Straight puffin. Straight puffin. Puffin. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I think puffin. this is going to be the last question. Um, who would win a theoretical level 20 battle royale between <laughs> oh. Rass Reds? Wait, what? Well, Rass Reds? Wait, what? Winnie. Wait, what classes do we have? We have a Laura. wizard? You wait, I'm just thinking, I'm not, as a DM, I'm just thinking pure mechanically. Yeah. Oh, man. Wizards. Oh, wait, and you all? And you Everyone. all are playing the characters? Yeah, yeah like, it is our character. <laughs> okay, so, level 20 wizard. Also, this is assuming nobody multi-classes the whole time. So, level 20 wizard, level 20 sorcerer, level 20 warlock, level 20 ranger, level 20 barbarian. Yeah. Rogue. 
Wild fighter. magic. Level 20 rogue. Level 20 fighter. Would we fighter. be able to, like, like Thor and I, would we be able to team up? Or is no. it everyone no, no, it's a battle royale. Battle royale I'm going to have to put my money on... Either the thing about a wild magical sorcerer is like shit could happen that would affect everybody, but could also negatively affect her. Mm-hmm. Like she could light a fireball on her own ass. Um, so I'm gonna put my money on either uh, Winnie or uh, Thora. Bar- level twenty barbarians are n- are should never be like. <laughs> level twenty barbarians are. Just fucking insane. <coughs> Literally, I think there's actually a thing where, at a certain point, at a level 20 barbarian, if you get dropped to zero hit points, you can, you can roll to see if you don't actually fall unconscious. Like, and you're taking half damage, and you're dealing extra damage. If you're a level 20 barbarian, you definitely have a magic weapon of some kind. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, I think everyone would be able to hold their own, I, I think. When I'm just thinking mechanically, like, wizards are so powerful. Yeah, and, some of those and, level 9 spells are outrageous. And so are yeah, bards. Like bards are... Can, sp- I feel like, like with 10 a wizard, damage in one hit. Yeah, I feel like like with a wizard, if you can, like, get in on top of it, like, if you're at top of the initiative, then you can do some shit that will, like, like basically, like, lock everyone down. And, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think a sorcerer could hold her own, and I think yeah. uh, Not to... I don't not, know, to, not to get too specific because I, I want to keep things for, for later, but are level 20 uh, warlock can, can a level throw, 20 around too, and so can a level 20 ranger. A level 20 fighter is also nothing to be scoffed yeah. about. Yeah. They, they would probably have a magic weapon or two they can hit four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Level 20, the, type, just, the type of warlock that you are. Oh, we've never mentioned this. Uh, Raiden is a is a homebrew warlock. Yeah. Uh, he's a, his subclass is a specifically homebrewed thing that I can't talk about because at this point we have not met Raiden's patron. Mm-hmm. I, I know nothing. Like I, I, I only have the vaguest idea. I mean, I know it's like like thunder, but I don't know anything about <laughs> thunder. Thunderbolt and lightning. Ooh. Very, 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 very Yeah, because that was like the first episode. <laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah, they do have this little n- Yeah, we don't talk about it until way later. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, I think a, 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 a fun thing, I don't know if it's been been, been mentioned, but we I, I know that, that, that Layla's talked about how she doesn't know anything about anything. Tristan also knows nothing about Layla's anything. So as you're yeah. finding it out, so is so is everybody. Yeah, Layla, like you're screaming voices in your head. Layla you're has like, oh, ultimate cool. amnesia and has only been conscious for eight months. Eight months. Been with the party for six. Oh, yeah. I guess that's something that we could like say a little bit about. Like, how did everybody meet? Um, just because, like, this is, like, in our session zero, which we might put out there at some point, um, but just, like, how, like, how long has everyone been together as a party? Um, because, mm-hmm. like, you, you guys saw me, like, meet them for the first time, but... Yeah. The party was, t- has been together for six months. Eight months or five, six. Layla's been conscious for six eight months. months. The time we uh, Layla's been conscious for eight months, uh, cannot remember a single thing before that. Um, when did everybody join? Um, the twins. The we we've said that we were probably the last to join the Reds. Uh huh. Yeah, we're like the newest addition. Mm-hmm. Layla's pretty recent. Winnie's been around for a little bit because we had met, a relationship with Raph. Yeah, I met Raph like five years ago. Like I've been hanging with that guy for a while, but I've only been working because he was like, "You need to get out. <laughs> you need get to get out, out of the library. little one." 
So I've been working with them for since these guys came on, I think. Like, just mm-hmm. our first job was, you know, the first mm-hmm. time I... I can't remember what we said about Doc. I think she kind of oh, came right. in in the middle of yeah. different people. Because, like, she was backstory stuff, and then she kind of... Yeah. Found. So basically, yeah. like everybody found Raph individually, and then like or Raph found them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, so and then we're Layla, right? yeah we're like put together as a team. Yeah, Layla was picked up by Raph's men and brought back, and Raph was like, "Hey, how do you stick around, you deeply unstable child?" Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think the twins probably didn't have any prior like uh, relationship with Raph. The twins would have heard of him. Yeah. Not talking about backstory stuff, but from their backstory, they probably would have heard about um, about Raph. Oh, I guess but Cordelia actually has been with Raph the longest. Right, like I knew him. him. I knew him forever. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah, well, they yeah. Knew each other. Oh. Hey. Biblically, right? That's the thing you say. You say biblically when they've had sex. Biblically. Biblically. Oh, really? Is that what that means? <laughs> you didn't know that? No. <laughs> I I just that, learned. I think. That, that is the thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Uh, cool. Well, I guess that's. We should do more of these. These are really. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for. Thank you. Thank you guys for sending in questions. Yeah. Um, this is really fun. Yeah. You know, the, there's nothing that nerds love more than talking about their OCs. So. <laughs> and lore. Yeah. We didn't get to answer any lore oh, questions. Do you, do you want a lore question? Do you have a lore question? Yeah, I do. I was going to say, because Jess... Yeah, she had some lore Jess, questions. Jess, you asked me some lore questions um, um, that I'll, I can she get asked about how the She asked about how the Reds came to meet each other. Oh, um, Genasi and Dragonborn seem rare in this world. Why is that? Can you say? Uh, I, can't <laughs> say too, I can't say too much about Genasi. Um, I can't say too much about Genasi that I have not already said. Um, I have said Genasi are considered an endangered species. There's only really one city that is thought to be as, um, I'm trying to say species more than race because they're not races. They're species. Like, they're different species of being. Gotcha. Um, like, uh, I just got called out. <laughs> no, no, it's, I, it's, it's my thing too where people are kind of like, races is kind of like a weird yeah, term to use. Yeah, I get that. Um, what? race are you? Yeah. Like, no, we don't do that in uh, real life. That's weird. So they have one city, well. really? <laughs> oh my god, <gosh, laughs> Not you. <laughs> Shit. I grew um, up in Alabama. It happens. Uh, Asajj is really the only Genasi city. They're really, really rare and hard to find. Um, and we'll get into why. We've kind of talked about kind of Genasi culture. They're pretty about themselves and pretty not about... Um, intermingling with other people, which kind of has led to a little bit of a downfall. Um, and they also have some historical and religious things um, that might explain some stuff as to why they are not around, and also might pop up in the story. Um, Dragonborn are not endangered in any way, shape, or form. They are just not where the story is currently taking place. Uh, they have a whole section. We posted the world map, didn't we? Yeah. There's a whole chunk of the world map called Esterlin. That is entirely Dragonborn territory. Estrogen. Um, for estrogen, <laughs> as Caitlin lovingly calls it. Uh, is, that where, is that where Chilbasa is from? <laughs> Esterlin, uh, will be talked about a little bit, is this uh, kind of strange 
Dragonborns just always seem super alien and kind of weirdly out of place in the player's handbook. Like, everyone else kind of looks like a person, and then there's just these big talking, walking wizards. Yeah. Um, and I like this idea that they are kind of these weird mythic things where, like, very educated people know that they exist and know that there's the country of Esterlin. But if you're, like, a guy growing up in, like, a small town in, like, the middle of the country, like, they've become kind of this strange mythic thing where they rarely ever come out from Esterlin. No one who's ever gone to go into Esterlin has ever come back. It's just this strange, mythic, unknown world, and the fact that a dragonborn has come out might pop up in the story later. But we don't know. Stay tuned. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Genasi are like rare. They are there are very few of them. Dragonborn are just not where we currently are, but there are a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, hit me up with them lore questions. I'll I'll answer lore questions. All goddamn damn lore whore. <laughs> We should definitely do another one of these. Yeah, that, I think that'd be yeah. a good idea. Very fun. That's fun. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna get at the end here. of every ten Yeah, episodes. no, we miss Sunny. Yeah, we'll Maybe get a Sunny. More. She's, she should be here any minute because she's going to come play. What about next show. time we just have Sunny? It's just Sunny <laughs> answering questions. Sunny sitting questions. on this couch answering questions. all of us are behind the camera. Just <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Making, like, encouraging, like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. Oh, boy. Just, like, walking in the background. Yeah, just, like, us walking back. Hello? Okay. Well, okay. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. Thanks Follow us on Twitter. Thanks for watching. Follow us on Twitter at ADB in questing and Instagram at Adventures in Questing. Yeah. Also, we do podcasts. Also, eat a lot of apple sauce. We do podcasts. Oh, yeah. Capri Suns